We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Oh, wow. You're actually wearing your hair down tonight. Yeah, because I finally decided that I love my hair. I figured out the solution for my morning frizz, midday poof, and even next day bedhead. It's Frizz E Secret Weapon Touch-Up Cream by John Frieda. Well, you and your hair look flawless. Flawless and touchable. Feel. Oh. See? It's soft. Smooth ends. No flyaways. Shiny. Well, I clearly need to get some because your hair looks amazing. Frizz E Secret Weapon. Only from John Frieda. Hey, it's Flo, and here's my impression of a reality TV star explaining Progressive's discounts. So I was talking to Greg, and he said that Daly knew what Erica said about her when we were all on Marcus's boat. And I was like, you what? Wait for a seer drama because Progressive totes his discounts like Safe Driver, Multipolicy, and Paid in Full. So it's not like he said, she said, shut up, whatever. So basic, you know? Discounts to help you save more. Now that's Progressive. But then he was all, no way, Jose, because his name's Jose. Legit. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Discounts not available in all states or situations. So I don't know if you noticed, but if you don't count Vardy and Mares, I was completely right about Chelsea shutting out Leicester. <laughs> exactly. This is the fantasy soccer podcast brought to you by rotowire.com for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, EFS lineup optimizers, and more, head over to rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, 
Mike Gottlieb, and Andrew Ware. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. It's a midweek special. It's the one that we haven't done in a while, maybe mostly because of uh, me being too busy and too important, apparently. But, uh, you know, I prepare for these things. I put in the work and I'm very proud of the work that I put in. And then, you know, I'm just betrayed by the end product. And uh, that reminds me that Andrew Laird is on the other end here. Andrew, how's it going? I don't think you can take all the blame for the lack of midweek pods that we've been doing. Oh, I'm the, uh, uh, we'll uh, bring everyone behind the curtain a little bit that I'm notorious for asking if you're available Monday nights and then remembering that I'm not available Monday nights. Yeah. And then, uh, then when it comes to Tuesday, I'll say I'm available and then I'll be pulled into other meetings and <laughs> won't be available. All right. And all of a sudden it's Thursday night and we're talking about the next week. Exactly. But uh, let's talk about last week. Um, well, I guess I alluded to it a little bit, but Jose Mourinho, not usually known for his press conferences joke, <laughs> but this one was, this one was like an instant classic, if you will, very brutally honest. And, you know, the, the pundits across Europe and even some in the United States saying that, you know, it's a sinking ship. And if Josie goes down, he's taking everybody with him. So, uh, you know, basically saying that he felt, you know, his I was alluding to it in the open there, but um, he felt that the preparation that he put in and all the practice that he did with his players, that all that effort was betrayed by the effort on the pitch during the game. Now, the question I have for you is Lester to, you know, does Lester have anything to do with that or is it really just an internal Chelsea problem? That's a good question, actually. Uh, You'd think that normally if, you know, Chelsea was playing like we know that they can play, uh, the match would have been a little closer, you know, regardless of Leicester playing as, you know, better than everybody this season. But he clearly thinks he's doing the right thing because he keeps doing the same thing over and over. And it's just basically what we saw last year, I guess, you know, yeah. in terms of, you know, player selection and all that, it's what he knows, or at least what he, he has seen at work. And so he's convinced it should work. And if it doesn't, then it can't possibly be his fault because he came up with the winning formula last year and you know he thinks everything's the same so it has it to was, be somebody else's fault. And it was a very fault. close to winning formula in year one if you remember they just yeah. kind of out of gas in the last yep. few weeks but um stoke but basically the thing about here's here's my observation because you know it was depressing monday was very depressing but when you saw Chelsea say, you know what, screw it. We're just going to go for it and just show that we are the better the better side. They were dominant. Like, uh, Lester barely got the ball back. Yeah, and, and he alluded to that, how they were the best team in that 30 minutes. Correct. And what do you know? It was when they went three at the back. And I don't know why. And this is not just a Chelsea thing now. This is, you know, the bigger teams, you know, the Man Cities, maybe not, maybe, yeah, Manchester United, all of them. But why don't they, against the teams that, you know, don't have the fitness level, don't have the talent, don't have the wherewithal, why don't they just bring the pummel and just, just, just swing a warhammer for the, you know, the first 30, 45 minutes to try to score as many goals as possible? And, just and even if they let up one, be like, you know what, it's fine. We'll we'll probably score two. 
you know, we're not going to have a problem with that. And then instead of this this concept of bringing your attacking players in at the end, just in case, you know, you're not winning, why not do it the opposite way and just start that way from the beginning? Because, the, you know, a team like Leicester, they're going to try to counter. And the way that you prevent them from countering is not letting them have the ball, which means just get people going forward. You know, and do you think that if Chelsea had started off the game that way, for example, that Leicester would have just continuously opened them up on the counter? What's funny is that you basically described how Leicester plays. Like, not necessarily that they play Monday, but like that's how they play. That they come at you right away, and and if they give up one, oh well, they'll they'll be able to score two. The what was interesting, not just that Chelsea had three in the back, but who was in the back. It's not like they played three in the back and it was Cahill, Zuma, and Terry. Yeah, I mean, as Pilicuati, I guess, because he was the one who started the game at left back. And right. They, but, and Ivanovic, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Ivanovic is a center back. Well, I've, never, I've never recognized him. <laughs> right. Back. All right. So I don't want to hear anything about that. How he played. He's fine. He finally played in position and he wasn't nearly as exposed. Yeah. When he was playing right back, forget it. You know, it just it, it, continuously people get open. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, and the two goals that Leicester scored, well deserved. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, they were. You know, Zuma lost track of Vardy, which God knows how that happened. That was really poor, really uh, poor. You know, like it just how, there, there's when you go into a game with Leicester, you're like, okay, you know what? If Conte, 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 Conte scores, scores three goals, fine. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. If Jeff Schlupp happens to score, fine. I don't think that's gonna happen. Uh, even and when Danny Drinkwater went out very early, you know, it was like, oh man, they just lost their presence in the midfield. That That's keeps a, yeah, them. that was a big deal. And or should have been. It should have been, and it wasn't. Yeah, it just wasn't because at nauseum they could just go down the wing and you know just get past Ivanovic or get past Espiliqueta because he's not tackling with his dominant foot on that side, and just get whatever they wanted in the wings. And it was very clear what the Leicester plan of attack was and what every single team's plan of attack was. But um, to me, to me, you know, Chelsea needs to look no further than their own team. It's, uh, it doesn't matter who they are playing. It really doesn't. If they focus on getting their own act together, they'll be just fine. The, I I really honestly think, I mean, they're not going to get top four or anything like that, but they will have, very respectable efforts across the board. Really? Uh, yeah, I do. If, if they just focus on playing the way that they need to play rather than trying to, because well, Chelsea also, you sound like it. Mourinho. That's well, what he thinks. Yeah, but they have, all, but no, no, here's where, here's where, here's where I dissent from him. He reacts to what he thinks the other team is going to do. So remember, we that talked about this a few against, weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. The game against Norwich. Yeah. I'm saying, don't even worry about the opponent. Just put your 11 guys out there and say, no, you guys are going to do this. You guys are going to score goals. And, you know, this is how you'll celebrate those goals. Like, just just anticipate it from, you know, step one to to, 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 to end step. And just take it from there. And just try to forget about relying on your defense because it's fairly obvious that you can't. There are a handful of teams that can do that. And they're obviously one of them. But it was very strange to hear him talk about. That was when Kennedy started at left back. And it was like a response of whether Norwich was going to play three at the back or four. And 
he was saying if it was three, then they could have moved Kennedy up kind of more of an attacking. And it was like, wait, 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 why are you spending this much time worrying about whether Norwich is going to play three in the back or four? <laughs> like you're Chelsea. You need to just attack with your best players and you will win. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, when half of your back four plays out of position, that's one problem. Um, when you know, your shielding midfielders are just not having a good year, I think Fabregas is toast. Yeah. Uh, I think if they can get any value out of Oscar's transfer uh, value, for example, for, you know, Juve are still sniffing around, I would consider that. And also if they can parlay that to Juve getting the permanent deal done for Quadrado as well, get that off the books too. And from what I heard this today, they're not as they're keen not on that. No, they're not. But they, you, you can use that as a tactic to get mm-hmm. Oscar. Mm-hmm. But it, it's. Is that just for sale, or is that still this pipe dream about Pogba? No, that's just a sale. Okay. Uh, I mean, Pogba won't move till the summer anyway. Yeah. Um, and Barcelona have the inside track. I'm not even gonna. <laughs> it, 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 it's so clear he wants to go to Barcelona because he could have moved for a ton of money in two different windows and chose not to. Yeah. Because Barcelona were not able to bid on him. Yep. But back to back back to the fantasy Premier League part of this, Oscar is totally invisible when he plays completely invisible. He doesn't do, what does he do? Well, I, I think one of the problems is that Willian is doing so much of what Oscar was doing. I, 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 and I'm not saying like, that's a, a knock at, uh, on Willian, but like they don't Oscar, I think is one of those players that uh, may not, you, you don't always notice him, but he's able to chip in on certain things but they don't need him to do those things now. And so that's why he now he's like fully disappeared. Like every so often you're like, oh, that's right, Oscar's on the field. But you don't get that now because Willian's yeah. doing those things. If Chelsea decides to do that three at the back thing more often, and I think they really should. You um, know they won't. He could, uh, they won't, but they should, but they won't. It's fine. Um, I mean, Oscar can be like that Philippe Coutinho role at the central midfield to go get the ball bring the ball up a little bit, distribute it, maybe get the ball back and do something with it. Who knows? But he can connect from the back to the front. He really yep. can. And That's what Fabregas was supposed to be doing. Yeah, screw him. He's too slow and he doesn't track anybody ever. Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, I, I'm just – I mean, he did have that one great pass to Costa, who, who, by the way, has lost every shred of confidence. Uh, it's hard. It, 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 you got You got to say. You know. I have to see at least two goals from Costa until I start him again, right? I don't know why they start him at all. Like, why doesn't Remy get a start? Am I missing something with him? I don't know. I think all of the players that are either from Spain or from the or from La Liga have been terrible, and it's it. Asiliqueta has been okay. He's okay. Is the okay is fine not great <laughs> yeah. he really nobody's has. been great uh, Willian's been great uh, I, I, yeah Willian but but my 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 thing is that you know Aspilicueta is playing at the wrong position I'm sure if you played right yeah, back you'd be uh, a lot better yeah um given I'm, I want to just dip a toe into some shenanigans because um it's Tuesday given Chelsea's resources who's the striker you want Probably Solanke. Really? One of the young guys. Hunger. Desire. 
I mean, it would probably be Remy or Solanke. I, I would. I don't. I don't mean. I, I don't I mean just, here. I'm saying in the summer if they can go buy oh, somebody. In the, in the That's summer? what I meant. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, uh, I I don't even know. I'd have to see who's available. Like, who would be available? Everybody's available. If you know that. <laughs> it's not I mean, going to be Ronaldo, and it's not going to be Messi. I it probably Mansuk- won't be. I think Mansukic. If you're going to say like anybody, anybody, I think he'd be great in the Premier League. I think. Um, you know, I don't want to dip, but it's like I don't want to dip into Atletico Madrid's leftovers all the time. It's just it's not working. Uh, I mean, Griezmann would he's be a there. decent idea. No, he's not there. He's at. Uh, he's in Juve. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. But it's... Griezmann would. Griezmann. Yeah. I mean, I think. I mean, Greek, but I think Griezmann would be better out wide. To be to be honest, but. Um, I mean, you know Cavani, I would really... Cavani would be my number one choice. Yeah. For how the way Chelsea play uh, traditionally under Mourinho. Um. Because he just he just runs and runs and runs and runs and runs. Um, what about um, since the transfer? Don't say Jamie Vardy. No, no, no. Since the transfer from from Russia worked out so well for Willian, why not go back to Russia? Ukraine. Donetsk. Oh, he oh he was in. That's right. I'm sorry, I forgot that's where he was. I th- Wait, no, he was somewhere else, wasn't he? Shakhtar Donetsk. Um. Shakhtar Donetsk at the same time as Douglas Costa and well, right before Luis Adriano. No, he was somewhere else after that. He was at uh yeah, here we go. Anzi Makalaka Laka. Anzi Makalaka. That's where he was. And that's in Russia. Do you know who I'm going for? If you Hulk. say Hulk. Hulk. He does he's not he, if Hulk was so good at striker at center forward, Brazil would play him there. Yeah, but he's not marketable enough, so he doesn't get stop. That's not the, <laughs> stop. 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 That, that's beyond my level of shenanigans. But it's but it, there's a lot. I mean, there's plenty of potential options, and they, I mean, there's talk that they're uh, yeah, that, that, that there's there's a lot of talk that they're going to do all this spending in January, which I think is complete crap. Yeah, they're not. No one's going to spend anything in January. They've been horrific. Driving guy. Actually, William was a January, wasn't he? I think he was a January. Yeah, but it, but everybody else has been awful. Look how long it took. Yeah, everybody else has been awful. My point is, it, traditionally, that's not just Chelsea thing. That's yes, a, yes. That's just, uh, I mean, Modic wasn't bad, but it, it's Modic was also January. But traditionally, January signings, especially if you are coming from a different league into the Premier League, horrible. Yep. Absolutely horrible, and, it, it, and I think teams know that now. I think if people make January signings, they'll loan the the player back and then just take him in the summer. Taken, yeah. A lot of people do that. I think that's smart. But do you think they finish closer to the top or the bottom, points wise? They're what are they twenty points behind Leicester right now? Yeah. Uh, and they're. Uh, I, I I think they'll finish right around mid table, to be honest, somewhere between eight and twelve. Yeah, they're twenty points behind Leicester, and they're nine points ahead of Villa. That's crazy. Like I said, I think they'll finish between eight and twelve. So probably that means closer to the top. Okay. Just I mean I think the, I, I can't even put a number on how many points they'll finish with. I saw an expected. Goals estimate earlier today, and they, I think they had them at eight, which felt aggressive. 
because you're ultimately relying on them on going this going on this run and you would have thought they would have gone on it already I guess I guess I mean we're we're basically almost halfway there and I can't remember the have they won two in a row yet Who Chelsea Yeah I uh, you know I don't even know I don't even know. Uh, it, it, but my, it, to, to be honest, like I said, I only have four wins. But, so <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, and I don't want to make this like a whole thing about Chelsea because I know I, it's it's the topic du jour. But um, Chelsea, like uh, you know, like I said before, they need to just cancel everything else out. What's happened before, who they're playing against, and just focus on what they need to do. Just you know, it. it Hopefully it means like a change in strategy, which if it doesn't, then I, I have no idea what they're doing because um, it was very clear. It was very clear to me that when they changed their strategy, Lester was never getting a, a chance to score. Never. And if you if you can do it again, if I mean, and if you could do it against the, you know, yeah, the, the top team, um, you could probably do it against, let's say, Sunderland at home. <laughs> which is who they play next, okay. but you know, but I, I, I just, I just want it to be, I just want them to just not look at the opponents who they're playing against and do something based on that. Just do something for themselves, mm -hmm. you know, find that inner happiness, I guess, if, if you will, uh, it's, it, they need to, they need to go to their happy place. My last question about Chelsea before we lose everybody. What do you do with uh, Hazard out? Now, I haven't seen the news today. Have they projected a timeline? They have not, but as Mourinho said, must have been serious because he came right off. <laughs> so do you do Pedro, Oscar, and Willian? Fine, but it, that's not the position where they have the problems. I, I would argue maybe it is. No, I, no, I disagree. Uh, especially you don't think they're I, still I, trying to rely on Hazard too much? No. And he's just not able to do it? I disagree with that. No. Okay. Uh, no, just just no. Uh, I think I think that I think they have a whole lot of issues that Costa uh, being the primary one, to be honest. The, when your strikers don't score, you have a Fernando Torres situation. Yeah. That's that's the issue that I see. On that note, we should certainly move on. Yes, we should. Yikes. We've gotten to that point. We certainly should move on. Hmm. Okay. Now, another team that lost, that shouldn't have lost, Tottenham. Tottenham. Against Newcastle. Uh, and you, you know what? You can't even spin this in a way for Newcastle like, hey, this result is repeatable. <laughs> no. Because there was a lot of substitute efforts, and they have now four strikers to rotate with, to, to rotate through. Because you have Sim de Jong... Mitrovic, Cisse, and Iozzi Perez. Yeah. So, in which combination works best together, they're going to have to figure all of that out. Uh, do you trust any of those? No. Uh, oh, trust okay. any of that to be repeatable? I don't. Um, I mean, Jorginho Wijnaldum, he scored, I think, I think all of his goals have come at home yeah. this season. I still don't like anyone on that team. Like, you, you could easily pick 10 players at every position that you would choose before even hint of a Newcastle player in any kind of salary cap format or season, you know, draft. They're just 
there are so many better options because they're so yeah. unreliable. By the way, I need to go on a rant a little bit about season-long games. The technologies are not – they're just not there yet to me. Um, I, when I can't make a change at 9 <laughs> o'clock because the 745 game started, unacceptable because lineups don't come out until 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern for the 10 o'clock games, which is when the majority of the games happen. And The response that I've heard about that in terms of like the official FPL game is that they want it to lock so that nobody knows. They don't want some peop- some lineups. Because like if you lock it uh, after the first game, then I don't know what the problem is. But I think they, they prefer the idea that you may not have somebody starting and that gives a little more value to the bench players. Because you can't go full stars and scrubs because then all of a sudden if one of your guys sits, you have no bench guy to back it up, which I get. So what they're admitting is, is that stars and scrubs is, do- is – too- what they're admitting is you should go stars and scrubs and then just take the losses that week. Well, I don't – I haven't done the, the research uh, on whether to take the zero or not. Whatever. It's, it, 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 like I said, and, and, it's not, and it's not just the official game. You know, it, it, you know I, I don't want to mention all the sites by name, but it's – you know, just all the season-long formats that we've been in. I can't, I can't make day of, you know, day of game mm-hmm. lineup moves, which is unacceptable. I think Taga allows you to do it. Uh, I think in, once the, I think, I, I thought it was up until I think it was five minutes before kickoff for each game. So you you obviously can't drop anybody from the game that had already started. No, that, but, that's not what I was trying to do. But yeah. I guess I must have. I, I, I don't. I don't think it's five minutes. That was EFSA too, wasn't it? That you were trying to do it in. It was both. both. But it, it, I, like I said, I don't want to. I, I just wanted to say you know, it's just not there yet to me. <laughs> but for me, for me though, moving on to Newcastle and Tottenham. Like for Tottenham, you know, it's so Spursy that defense. You know, which which is when you really when you. Uh, the Vegas expression is you uh, uh, you need them for your lungs. I think it is something like that. <laughs> But it's it's one of the it's one of those situations where it makes it really hard to trust. And just like I remember when you were talking to me over the weekend, like, oh, no love for Everton defense. Like, no. When was the last time you said Tim Howard guaranteed? Uh, yeah. Never. Eesh. You know, it's 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 and Spurs had that reputation until you know the beginning of this year and. Did you see anything from Spurs that, you know, gives you a lot of caution defensively here? I don't think it totally changed my opinion on them. I mean, I think any team can kind of falter a one-off. They've been fairly good this season, and so yeah. I don't want to put too much. Just one game? Yeah, I think so. Well, that being said, their next one's a pretty big one at Southampton, another team yeah. that could use a better result. Yeah, they don't. Uh, speaking of Southampton, my Yoshida now playing a third different position this season. <laughs> midfield not doing well there either. <laughs> Get him off the pitch. Okay. Um, who else now? Let, I, there's one other game I definitely wanted to get to, uh, and that was, of course, Manchester United rounding out the trio of top teams losing this weekend um, or this past weekend. Excuse me. Uh, they, they 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 go down two to one to Burnley. Uh, yeah to. Joshua King and Junior <laughs> Stanislas. <laughs> what a goal from Stanislas! Yeah, and again, it was well deserved. They were the uh, Bournemouth were the better team. In fact, you know, without that one, there were one or two, you know, one or two offensive outbursts from 
uh, from Fellaini. But other than that, that's that was it. I, I mean, Manchester United were completely nullified offensively. In fairness, they haven't really done much offensively for a while now. So it's I don't want to give no, like, but like no, but it, it, but it's not. But like you saw, like you know, Jesse Lingard would have some chances. You'd see Memphis Depay maybe getting some chances before. Now it's just Fellaini or die. <laughs> you know, it's and Fellaini is not even if they, if they're going to be that way, Fellaini needs to play as the striker, but they can't do that because he's not good enough at the holdup play. It's just. Mike, you can't expect to have such high expectations when you're so budgetly constrained like Manchester United is. You can't just go out and buy anybody. Like, like Burnley. Oh, wait. oh, wait, maybe you can. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Cristiano Ronaldo will come over with Carlo Ancelotti. And I was just talking about that with somebody today. I think it's a done deal. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, Manchester United, though, and you know what? This is something I've seen for this season. You know, We talked about it at, you know, before the season started. Uh, that with the new TV contract that a lot of the lower teams got a lot better. Yep. And the playing field, it wasn't even by any chance, but it leveled out a little bit. And I don't think these big clubs are used to this level of competition from the lower teams. And I think it's really causing them a lot of stress because they have a very, they have very full schedules at the beginning of the season with all the tournaments that they are in. And, when these lower teams are probably just as good as mid-level teams from probably everywhere else in the, uh, you know, in Europe, yeah, the, the table, I, I said that there was going to be a lot, uh, you know, a lot more competition this season. I didn't think it was going to be this much. I'll tell you that. I'm still very surprised at this table that we have. <laughs> um, it's, it's hard to say, you know, teams like Crystal Palace and Watford who can do what they do against anybody. Uh, you know, that it's not sustainable. Leicester, for example, I mean, I don't think they're going to be number one, but, you know, is it unreasonable to think that they might finish top four? You know, at least in contention? I mean, what, 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 I mean where do you think Leicester finishes now? Yeah, it's... You know, actually, three, te- three teams particularly. Watford, Palace, Leicester. Who finishes top among those three teams? I'll take Leicester only because they've got a nine-point lead on Palace. I mean, Leicester's lost a once. I mean, that's that's nuts. The only team in the Premier League to have lost once. Same number of wins as Arsenal and Man City, but only one loss to get them to 35 points. I mean, it's... I don't know. I'm not sure what team... It, it's less that they're going to crater that I think at some point they're not going to win as much and they'll draw. You know, some of those will be draws, but... I'm not sure Crystal Palace and Watford have enough to to match that, to make up that gap. That's the way I'm looking at it. Mm. Crystal Palace has lost six games already. Like, that's the same number as West Brom. That's a lot of losses. Just empty points. Yeah, I, I, I understand what it means. It's <laughs> Though I, now I, with Connor Wickham, anything can happen. This is not dead air. This is me <laughs> restraining myself from throwing my laptop across the room. I think I Connor think... Wickham is so good at getting in the right area and then not scoring. But that's half the battle already, so he just needs a little... Yeah, and the last time I checked, 50% is still failing. <laughs> we saw the same thing with Balassi. He was a problem last year, and now he's figuring it out. He's figuring out how to assist. <laughs> I think the way the, what Which I look I at is... Which I said he could do. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> Watford finishes 
in the top half. Like I think um, Liverpool is going to get better. Um, Chelsea will move ahead of them. And Palace, I think, will still be in that nine to ten right. range. Palace, so, Palace versus Chelsea. Who finishes top? Uh, that's all. Uh, I think they finish right next to each other. I'm going to push that one. Oh, but I, I think they both I finish over and under. Oh man, I'm really happy about that. Yeah, I'll take the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll take push. I'll take Fantastic. that they finish on equal points. Uh, I really hope someone records that so I can laugh at you early uh, at the end of the season. All right. Um, Do you think Palace will finish well ahead of them? I just don't think it matters. I, I get either side. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, it's not. In all seriousness, though. I think Palace of those three teams have the most repeatable success because they have the most depth. Yeah. Oh, sure. I think I think Watford is yeah, at the you, highest point. Could you imagine if, Pist- if Crystal Palace go out and get a real striker? I, I think they're they're staying put. And just we just said January help doesn't doesn't usually actual actually help. So I think the problem with Watford is that they don't score enough, and at some and point, Chris- I guess Crystal Palace don't either. For you. Uh, they don't, they don't. But they're starting to score more now that, with the recognized striker. But I think the the difficulty with Watford is you can play defensively and try to get your your points here and there. But at some point, the season's just too long, and they're not deep enough to do that. Whereas, like you said, Palace is a little deeper that they may be able to maintain it. But Watford scored 18 goals this year. Like that's not that's not nearly enough. That's the yeah. same as Chelsea. And we're we're coming up on the holiday fixtures. Yeah. Yes. And. That's going to expose, I think, some of the lower-level teams. I think Watford may be one of those teams that gets exposed, for example. Well, they also have to be very lucky in terms of injuries to their top players. Like if There's only two. Right. Only two yeah. that matter. If, if Gallo, you, I'm and, not sure two matter. I think one of either of them. Yeah, that's what I meant, one of those two. Yeah. A, a, an injury anywhere else, and I don't, think it, I don't think it rocks the boat terribly much. Right. I think it's the same with Leicester. If those if those guys are not able to stay healthy, well, how about this? Uh, is Mares going to be there come February? Yes. Oof. <laughs> oh, that's a big. Uh, I'm not sure they. Assumption. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they. They are, are going to have to stave off very hefty offers. But the the offers will be there in the summer. And not if he goes south. I suppose. I, I think that they are going to look at this and say, we're literally first. The Champions League money is so big, especially for a club like that, that they it's almost like they can't afford to... To show to show any kind of give up? Not so much give up, but the the upside to the Champions League money is much higher than they'll get for... For Mares, yeah, and it's funny. It's, the funny opp- it's funny to hear Lester talk about how they need to get the forty-two points to be safe. Yeah, right. The, yeah, I think I think the risk of keeping Mares but still fighting for that top four spot far outweighs selling him now and losing that top four. Well, while we're on this topic, the the chances of Sadio Mane still being on relevant, no, being on Southampton <laughs> come February. Yeah, I think he's staying too. I don't think he's what. I mean, Manchester United is really the only team that's going to buy him. Yeah, right? Manchester United missing out on the next round of Champions League hurt for that transfer. Right. He's not cup tied. Right. 
Well, he is, right? They're in, or does Europa not? I think they reset anyway, but... Um, yeah, I don't... I don't think he's going, no. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, enough about those games. Enough about those teams then. Uh, I mean, Liverpool under... Uh, Jordan Henderson yeah. underburned, you know, from game week two, I believe, the last time he played. And mm-hmm. Might have been one, actually. Game week... Maybe we- last and, time he scored. Yeah, well, maybe. He looks good already. Yeah, a goal and an assist. Yeah. And he is the exact kind of player you think that Jurgen Klopp wants, correct? Yeah, totally. I think he's he'll he'll be locked into one of those midfield spots. I think he Does, and Coutinho are the only ones who have who have guaranteed spots. Maybe Milner in, in terms Chan, of the attack. I think Chan does too. Uh, maybe, maybe. I, I don't know if he's locked. Way, in. I think he does. Just going the other way, anyway. But uh, for for an Alberto Moreno, uh, well, yeah, me, I meant more of the. Oh well, yeah, guys. Well, well, FPL. Well, FPL. Actually, you know what? On Liverpool, you know, would, is is Alberto Moreno your first go-to Liverpool player? Uh, I th- hmm. yeah, not in F- think, not in like the think official. Think about how he played. Think about how he's played recently. Yeah, definitely in in daily formats, but not in FPL. They don't shut people out, and you, that's where you get your value for. Fair, fair, totally fair. And they don't win consistently enough, too, for that's for some of the like say for DraftKings. Well, the so, wins just for goal for goalies for. Oh, okay, it's not for defenders no. too. One day I'll learn those rules. <laughs> well, you yeah, know I now, think... now you know what now I don't have to know the rules. Yeah, right. You can't play anyway. I yeah. think Henderson's been dirt cheap on on DraftKings. Um, that'll that'll skyrocket though. Uh, so yeah, I mean Moreno definitely. Get that tier where Willian is. Yeah, but that's like incredibly valuable. I agree. And but, okay, well, let, let, let's take it there. Willian or Henderson? Who do you pick? I would take Willian for now. I'd like to see if Henderson takes over the corners or not. Okay. Speaking right. uh, so, speaking of season long though, um, when the first half ends, ESPN I think redoes all of their salaries. Yes. Is Vardy the top rank, the top priced forward? No, nah, I think Harry Kane will be. Really? Yeah, I do. I think Vardy. I think Vardy will be in the top three or four. I think Aguero will be above Kane. I think no matter the yeah, situation, you're right. Well, Aguero. Behind, here's but... the thing, you know, Aguero. I think Aguero probably will be top price. You're right, but I don't think he'll be very widely owned because of the injuries. Maybe. I think he, that game's a little easier in terms of yeah. transfers. Yeah. So you can kind of grab him when he's fit again. But I was thinking that like how crazy it is that Mares and Vardy would easily be well, the top. Mar- well, Mares may be the top midfielder. Yeah. I'll put I because mean, there hasn't been a midfielder that has been as dominant. Yeah, uh, he's almost double double yep. by midway. Yeah, it's crazy. And we, and we would talk and we, we talked to you know Dr. John uh, John Wallen about this at the beginning of the season and a quarter of the way through the season about you know who are those players that can go double double and we would always say like oh maybe Coutinho or Firmino yeah. or Hazard like, yeah Hazard yeah and he's just it's Mares and nobody else this season. Yep. And he almost has it by midway. Yeah. It's nuts. It's absolutely... I've never seen someone so dominant in a lower-level team. I feel like they just need to push him right. In the same way that I say just push Harry Kane left. Just as Pili Cueta on on Mahrez's goal, like not only did he allow him to go left, but he basically went to block a low shot 
in a place where he would never like th- there should have shouldn't have been any thought that he was going to like shoot low in the position I'll, where he I'll was. I'll tell you I'll tell you why it's really not his fault. But as Pelicuetz's primary job is to not let him get to the byline, not let him get to the ba- uh, to the goal line. Mm-hmm. And it should be a defensive midfielder tracking back or the w- or the wing midfielder tracking back to take away his inside. No one was there. No mm-hmm. one came back. And, you know, I mean, that could be something that Mourinho talks about, like, oh, you know, like that my effort was betrayed because <laughs> they just they they, they, they they don't track back with the intensity that they did last season. But, um, you know, it, it, I, I, we, we've talked about Chelsea. Yeah, sorry. Way too much. But so, yeah, I um, think they're going to be the top the top two. Like they'll each be the top at each position. Yeah, I think Morris has a better chance of being number one than Vardy does. But. The only uh, I think Aguero is the only one who has a case that, over. Yeah, and, and like I said, and the top midfielders, you know, let's say if Alexis was qualified as a midfielder as well, he hasn't done anything to yeah even you know shine the shoes of Riyad Mahrez. <laughs> so it's you know it's six to one, half a dozen to another sometimes. Yeah. But I think I think Mahrez has put himself in a, in a league of his own, and which is why I, I'm still thinking that Real Real Madrid just may just say we're going to blow the roof off of off of the uh, off the, off the price mm-hmm. and give them an offer they just simply can't say no to. I think it was Barcelona, wasn't it? No. That wanted him? Real Madrid. It was Madrid. I thought Madrid wanted Vardy. They'd want both. Oh. <laughs> but um yeah, I build Hamas and Benzema swap. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but Hamas is going to Chelsea. Well, yeah, well and then Ozil will replace uh will replace Hamas. Right. Right. That you know what that would be such a great double whammy woo for Chelsea to do, <laughs> just to take James so that they, so that Ozil has to leave Arsenal. The Ozil <laughs> stuff sounded like somebody that didn't know he came from Madrid. Well, he left Madrid because I believe he didn't get along with Mourinho. Right, but I'm it's, I'm not saying like you like burn bridges there, but like it 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 came off as like oh of course he wants to go to Madrid. Why wouldn't he want to play? there and it's like well he's already played there yeah well who knows but I, I i think and i also think that chelsea just i think i said this before maybe on the podcast even they just need to get the matisse uh, vatisse manager and yeah. have him just manage the the youth team at chelsea mm-hmm. he does exactly <laughs> um but at least pay him for it <laughs> anyway it, anyway it, for for the for back to fantasy premier league for the, especially coming up this holiday for the holiday stretch are there players that you have your eye on as players that you are really thinking they're on the come and you're going to try to get you know the most points out of them now? The the difficulty I have with that is you just the the, the holiday period lends itself to so much rotation that like yes I could like look at certain guys and and say yeah I think they'll they'll uh, break out in this little mini period but there's there's just way too much rotation like we see them play they play the uh, this weekend and then they play Boxing Day which is a Saturday and then they all play Monday and that's just such a quick turnaround for most players that I feel like you can say yeah I'm going to go on Harry Kane and then all of a sudden you know he ends up sitting one of them or they actually have I'm trying to um yeah, Monday, I guess they have Tuesday and Wednesday for two two other matches, but basically most most teams are playing on that Monday. So I don't know. It's 
I, I try not to to go too much on that. We I, we had spoken on a previous podcast about how Manchester United has a fairly easy schedule coming up, but like, are you, I'm not going to depend on that. You know, it's Norwich, Stoke, Chelsea, and Swansea. Three of those four at home. That that brings us through to January second. But like, I'm not going to go out and grab Anthony Martial just because they have like a good run of fixtures. So I'm I'm not sure there's anybody, um, that like jumps out at me just because of this condensed schedule. To me, I feel like someone like Boyan. <laughs> I was actually going to bring up Boyan before. I think Boyan would be one of the players that I'd be looking at, or maybe Jerry De La Feu. I just, the, the Stoke parody in terms of the roster just doesn't, doesn't lend itself to enough upside for me. Yeah, fair enough. That's how I feel. De La Feu, I, he's, he's good. He's exactly oh, what they need. That is that is analysis at its highest level. I find it funny that everyone keeps talking about how Barcelona has a nine million dollar buyback, and it's like they don't want him. They don't want him. Yeah, <laughs> what is that guy going to do in Barcelona? Yeah, like he's yeah, playing really well. It's like, yep. I think and... they have the same agreement for um for someone else too. Um, I, I think it's for so. Jerry D and for um Boyan. I think you're right about Boyan. Yeah. Yeah, it's like those guys are I think they they're both stuck. Buy back yeah, they're, they're definitely coming back. They're staying here. Don't That's you worry. True. Yeah. All right, but uh, let's try to like, so I actually do have one person. I, I brought him up last week. Um and I, I'm going to provide some stats and then I think that'll put a nice little bow. Uh, let's get let's get a statistical bow wrapped wow. around this podcast wow. here. Right? With facts. Uh numbers. Okay. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right, so I mentioned Dan Gosling last week. Sure did. And Dan Gosling had more still lightly boiling moments. It's still rolling boil. Uh, <laughs> he's ready. He, yeah. He's ready to go over. Josh and King got sh- hurt. Could could happen. Well, well, the switch to the four one four one really benefited Dan Gosling because he's now able to go forward more. Mm-hmm. Um, if I told you who has had the most shots on target for, or sorry, just. Uh, just most attempts, I believe. Most attempts for uh, for Burnmouth. Who do you think it would be? Well, I would be swayed and think that it was Gosling. He's tied for the most. Okay. With uh, Stanislas? No. Hmm. Richie? Yes. Boy. Wow. Hmm. I don't know what to make about this team. Oh, they no, feel Stan, a little. Stan, Stan, Stan they, on there as well. I'm sorry. Yeah, they feel a little stoky, except I'm comfortable with them. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Um, because they, uh, at least in the in daily formats, peripherally, because they all cross enough that it gives you a nice floor. Yeah. You're not going to get a giant zero from Ibrahim Afalai, guys like that. Yeah, I, I've had, I've rostered him before in season long formats. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, it's Gosling, Richie, Stanislas, and King, and this is all in the last six matches, not for the season. Yeah. So they they all have sixteen shots on goal. Yeah. So Stanislas and King because they're scoring some goals, and Richie too because he also gets crosses. But Gosling is the one that, to me, is the player that can emerge as a quote unquote surprise performer. I really hope he does for your sake. I realize how good it would make you feel if he really did come out. Breakout. I have I have so little nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> I have literally nothing to look forward to sports wise. Mm-hmm. 
because the Chargers were probably they're going to mess up getting the first pick in the NFL draft. They well, they actually they did very well last week towards that effort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then on fourth and one at the one to tie the game, they get a delay game yeah. penalty off a timeout. Oh, oh my god. Oh, it's just been a miserable season for me so far. Just from my personal teams, my my uh, my daily fantasy sports teams have done pretty well. This Maybe season. football. Either one is just not where you should be. Go back to hockey. Go back to uh, I did have success in hockey, but no, 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 no. In fact, uh, you know what? I don't want to get into that. We need to wrap. This I'm going to ask you one last question before. Yeah, let's, let, let, let's, one last question, then we'll wrap up. It's December fifteenth. Leicester City is in first. Who wins the title? Uh, I'm not swaying from my preseason pick of Arsenal. Okay. I think it's Arsenal, then City, uh, and then the three and four. Burnham and Watford. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Don't forget Norwich. They'll they'll sneak in there somehow. Yeah. You know, just because. <laughs> Just, right. just to make everyone look foolish. But on that note, we will we will limp to the finish of this Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, the midweek edition. If you love, 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 love our shenanigans, I'm sure we're going to have some shenanigans pod coming up to preview the January transfer window. Uh, I may have just volunteered Andrew for that, but he doesn't <laughs> yet. But anyway, we will catch you again later this week where we'll actually talk about some things that matter. Game week 17. Thank you so much, Andrew, for indulging me at this midweek podcast. My pleasure, Mike, as always. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-Month Emergency Food Kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com